Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Oh, don't forget uh, listener rewards. Want some cash? That'd be handy, right? Always. Help pay off those holiday shopping bills. We've also got gift cards. We've got My Talk gear. Sign up. What do you got to lose? Everything up for grabs can be found in listener rewards on the app or at MyTalk1071.com. I love it. All right. Last night, I started the, uh, uh, boy, I don't know. Controversial is not the right word. This, the breakout hit series Cheer from Netflix, which came out in April of 2020. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, following the Navarro cheer team down in Corsicana, Texas, and suddenly it we were all shut in in April of 2020, and sitting in our homes, and it just went gangbusters. People suddenly were deeply involved in the success or failures of Navarro's cheer team. They've got the famous coach Monica, who everybody oh, yeah. came to love. All of these characters from the team that instantly become celebrity season two premiered last night on netflix it was trending number one so we sat down and uh, got through almost two episodes and let me tell you this kudos right away i thought that they did a really nice job of documenting what happened after cheer and i mean that in a variety of different ways but think these were kids who were you know in college this college as on a cheer squad who really genuinely became in those moments celebrities. They were on talk shows. They were doing interviews all the time. They were getting sponsorship deals and they were documenting this with cameras rolling as they, which ended up making the cut for season two of what's it been like since season one, since we last saw you in a mixed bag. It's been great. It's been tough. It's been stressful. And I'll get to the big controversy here in a second, which they do address. But you see these kids who are like, Oh my gosh, look at all these new Instagram followers I'm getting. Look at all the blue check marks oh, wow. that are now following me. They showed a scene from Ellen. Ellen had Kylie Jenner on, and Kylie Jenner was talking about how much she loves cheer. Oh, wow. And how she specifically really likes this one character who's just, you know, like an 18 or 19 year old girl from this cheer squad. And then Ellen, this is how big this was. Ellen then brings out the cheerleader from Navarro and Kylie Jenner, the billionaire, is gobsmacked that she has been surprised by this, you know, community college, Corsicana, Texas cheerleader. It was such a smash hit when it came out. Um, and so with that, 
they document all this. Kids who are on Cameo, they're sitting there, they're at a nail salon, and then one of them just pops open their phone, and it's like, okay, so uh, Jane and Kevin in Pennsylvania. Hey, Jane and Kevin, what's up? It's Darius from Navarro Cheer Squad. I understand you have an anniversary coming up. And then they're like, are you just doing cameos right here in the nail salon? And she's like, okay, well, every time I do it, I get $50. And so at, at first I was charging 25 and then I thought I had to do too many of them. So maybe I'll just charge 50 and less people will want them. That didn't happen. So then you see her just doing cameos in her dorm room, making 50 bucks a pop. It was cool to see the behind the scenes of what happened after season one. However, okay. Uh-oh. the most popular standout breakout star of Cheer season one was a guy named Jerry Harris. Jerry Harris was known for these mat talks that he would give, meaning just a pump up that you needed to give to the team that was about to go and perform on the mat at Daytona for their big national championship. He would give mat talks during practice. He didn't make the mat. He didn't get to perform on the main stage, but he was the guy who was always cheering and was just had this lovely personality, effervescent, just walks into a room, lights everybody up. You feel good when you're around him. He gets so hot that Ellen has him on the red carpet of the Oscars. Oh, that's cool. Um, what was this? Back in <laughs> fun for them. 2020. Here's where it turns. Okay. Not long after, and, I, and I'm probably screwing up the timeline here anyway, but That's just right. go with me. Uh, Jerry Harris did the Oscars for Ellen. Not long after that, he had charges filed against him. Oh, I remember this. For inappropriate sexual contact yes. with minors. I believe then the feds start asking him, and he fesses up to some 10 to 15 different things of either asking for uh, nude photos, like there are child porn things involved with this, asking for sexual favors from minors, driving up to meet with somebody, uh, minors, all this really, really bad stuff. Yes. And suddenly the most likable, lovable character oh, has these really gut-wrenching charges filed against him. And that's and then we just hear about that. He's still in jail, a federal prison. Oh wow. One year later, still hasn't had the trial. Um, and it just got pushed back to February. It was actually supposed to kick off yesterday okay. when season two dropped on Netflix. To be clear, this is addressed in cheer in, in this see, season. In episode one, they address it right out of the top. Sort of in, imagine like a four minute opening to this to the first episode. Okay. And they're doing a here's what happened last year, blah, 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 and catching people up. And then they touch on the Jerry Harris thing quickly. Okay. And then they start telling the story. But Jerry Harris is still in these early episodes with nobody knowing anything. I looked ahead, episode five of season two, the episode is titled Jerry. Okay. And this is where they will do, I, I guess, a deep dive. And I think a lot of his uh, teammates express their shock. And you see them, I think, I don't know if you, I don't know if it's in real time that you see some of their reactions or after the fact, but that episode is when the, the bleep has hit the fan. Okay. Um, so Cheer Season 2 out on Netflix just dropped last night. And, uh, oh, and here's the, here's the difference, too. They have introduced the rival college in Texas not too many miles away from them that has won some of the national championships as well last year they were just sort of the nameless faceless antagonist now the documentary crew is in their gymnasium as well as they prepare so they're doing a really nice job of introducing new characters okay now you spend half your time with the rivals 
half your time with Navarro College, who you're used to, and you get to know these new characters, and you get to figure out who are we cheering for, who are we not. So okay. I'm in. All right. I think it's important that they did address, you know, Me the too. Jerry Harris thing, because it's like the elephant in the room. How do you, you not? And they did not attempt to sidestep it at all. Like I said, right away from the first episode, within the first few minutes, and then evidently they dedicated an entire episode to it a little later on this season, okay. uh, which is all bingeable right now. Ten episodes. First season was six. This one is uh, ten episodes. But you watch them battle fame, you know, as they're trying to prepare for a major cheer competition. And then they have all of these extracurricular things that are pulling them in different directions. So check it out. Time for us to do a giveaway. Oh, Something yeah, to cheer let's about. Do it. Woo, cheer. Uh, it's our second giveaway today. We Give will it away do now. Caller number four to 651 641 1071. You will win that three step system from Pormois Climate Smart Skin Care, a moisturizing system tailor made for the climate in which we live, which will therefore have better results on your skin because it gets the climate that your skin is existing in. Caller for 651-641-1071. You win that Poor Moi Climate Smart Skin Care giveaway. When we come back, we'll get nerdy in according to a new study. Uh, we'll talk long-distance relationships. Mm. Ever been in one? Are you in one? Donna has some sobering stats about how that's going to go when we come back. Hey, everyone knows the Y is a terrific place to run, swim, stretch, and work on your fitness goals. Well, of course, but did you know that they also offer other benefits that improve your whole person well-being? That's right. The Y offers health coaching, acupuncture, mindfulness, and yoga. Yeah, so you can better your body and your mind. Oh, my gosh. Join the Y by January 31st and get $0 enrollment. Go to YMCANorth.org. But I can let them love Right, we're about to get nerdy on the Donna and Steve show with DJ Rock Lobster. Let's talk relationships. I should give a shout out to Danelle in Buffalo. Oh, we know Danelle in Buffalo. She um she didn't even know what she wins. She just likes calling in. Oh, we love Danelle. Well, Danelle, listen, you're welcome that you won because now your skin's gonna look better than ever. Mm-hmm. Not that it was struggling. I'm not implying that. Mm-hmm. But it's going to look great. Okay. Ready for a study? It, it. Studies have shown that... Studies medic- have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Oh, ever been in a long-distance relationship? Sure have. Me too. Well, a new study found what the actual success rate is. And it's a lot higher than zero. That's a good thing. It's <laughs> positive. It's not overwhelmingly positive, the numbers, but better than zero. Correct. I like so where your head's at. Only one in four Americans have actually been in such a relationship. But of the people who have, 31% say it worked out. I bet it's easier now than ever before. To no be doubt about it. In a long distance relationship, yeah. You're not writing love letters. You're Remember t- the great you're love letter sketch other. on SNL? Oh my God, so funny from the Civil War. Oh Lord, those <laughs> sketches were so stinking funny. Rocco. No, don't uh, make him do it. It would be great. It would be, we could just right. bring it up at some point. The Civil War Love Letters SNL. Okay. And he writes these, my dearest Louise. And it's this long thing. Here I am at battle. Blah, 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 blah. I trust you are well. And then she would just write back, I am Louise. 
Louise, your response was a little short. Uh, you know, speaking of love letters, uh, when I was in a long-distance relationship, thank you for asking, uh, it was when Lou and I had just started dating. Aww. And so we started dating in March, uh, March 11th of 2000. Oh. And then that summer, I came here to Minnesota. And I uh, stayed up here and worked on a painting crew. And my sister invited me up because she was living up here at the time. And um, it was... We were in the throes of like the excitement of having a girlfriend. It's 10th grade going into 11th grade. You have all just the butterfly feelings. And then she, I came to Minnesota. She was going to California. And we would write letters back and forth mm-hmm. to each other. And she would spray the letters with her perfume. Aww, that's which so cute. was Pleasure's perfume, which oh. I think is... Still around. Still around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would just, I would smell the letter and the envelope over and over and mm. wait for the next letter to come. I got you. Rocco, were you find, able to find um, any civil war? I did. Uh, you know, there's some words in there that I'm not sure we should say. Oh, okay. That's okay. But I didn't enough. know, and unless there was a handful of them, this is the guy there's from, a bunch. Um, I think you should leave on Netflix. What's that guy's name? He's really funny. I, you know, I always forget his name. Um, Tim Robinson. Oh, yes. That's not who I was thinking. Yeah, of. I think there's a handful of them. So maybe I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, because there's one where like he asks about the dog, and I think the dog essentially is is dying or dead, but she's being really coy and just quick and curt in her responses, and he's waiting there in a tent fighting a war, living in mud, I think and she's back at the estate. Birdie and Mary, I, oh, think, I think it I is. Oh, I think I found that one, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we can give a listen. Right. Um, it's all dogs go to hell. It's Hitler's hounds in color. But first, it's the war in words. Letters from the line. This one's not similar. The letters oh. of Lieutenant Bertie Pembroke of the Royal Navy and his wife, Mary, 1943. <laughs> Mary? Oh, Mary? My dearest Mary. <laughs> the sea is quiet today. <laughs> the German U-boat attacks have ceased for now. My thoughts drift as they often do to you, my dear wife. Tell me, love, do you think of me? Your adoring husband, Bertie. Dear Bertie. <laughs> yes. Love, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just a little more, a little more. Dearest Mary, <laughs> I was thrilled to receive your letter, <laughs> but alas, it was over so quickly. <laughs> your words do much to brighten my spirit. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So tell me an amusing story or perhaps a joke. <laughs> Yours, Bertie. Bertie. <laughs> Dear Bertie. Knock, knock. <laughs> Love, Mary. <laughs> oh, God. And it goes so on good. and on. So and more funny. things get revealed. But just at a little, one little breadcrumb at a time. It's very funny. Oh, it's so good. You have to commit. You got uh, Anyway, here's the deal. Some other stats. Okay, so 31% of people said that their long-distance relationships worked out. But people define long-distance differently. Around half of you have to be in a different state or a country. Other people said two hours away is long distance. I think so, too. Yeah, more than a two-hour drive. That's a situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that is. Tell me about your long-distance relationship. Was Uh, it states apart? It was. I was in New Jersey. He was in Georgia. Hmm. That is far. How long were you distant? Hmm. Mm, maybe four months, three months. Yeah. And then I moved to Georgia. Would you talk on the phone a lot? Yes. Yeah. Constantly and cry all the time. Oh. Yeah. And bad communication is the number one reason long distance relationships have failed. Then jealousy, then cheating. (sighs) My dearest Mary. Do we still have that up, Rocco? Uh, sure, you want to we, Let's sure. continue. Let's see what happens going. after the knock-knock. itself to letters. A knock-knock joke. Instead, and I hope I'm not being too forward, would you send me something a bit naughty? It is lonely at sea. You're blushing, Bertie. Bertie. You rascal. I shall do as you say and send along something naughty. But you better not pass it around to your friends, you dirty boy. Your naughty wife, Mary. Mary, you have sent me cocaine! (laughs) (laughs) When I said naughty, I meant That's a great sketch, anyway. So good. Uh, I love it. Thank you, DJ Rock Lobster. Yeah, that's yeah. why you clomp, and that, that's thank that's you. that's him clomping in action. And right I do there. want to check out the uh, Tim Robinson Civil War one. It's just uh, it was a little naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. Okay. Got to be careful. Guess what um, time it is, Steve? Oh my word, mm-hmm. friends! It is time for the weekly tradition that is the Friday Slow Jam. Rocco takes things that we talked about at full speed, convinced in the moment it was good radio, slows it down to half speed. And we sound like total idiots. <laughs> Enjoy a laugh or two at our expense. Coming up next on Don and Steve. Okie dokes, it's that time, you guys. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything mm. entertainment. This is where Donna and I brace ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fridays at 1130, hour three, if you listen on the podcast. Uh, Rocco slows down a topic that we talked about at full speed, convinced in the moment we were making good radio. We're talk is fun. Uh, and then he slows it down to half speed and we rethink everything we've told you all week. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a laugh at our expense in slow jams. We should slow things down. Oh, yeah. Time once again 
for a Donna and Steve Soul Jam. This is cool. Okay. So, Lego animals will now have buttholes. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Shish kebab with you. You know, their sets are becoming increasingly intricate, and so they recently introduced a set called Majestic Tiger, which (laughs) has Lego's first Anuncio. The tiger has a small circular pink piece that fits no. underneath its tail. Are we going with a new seal? Yeah, it's Italian. <laughs> and I already have a petition. It should not be pink. Okay. No, I think it should be. That's horrible. I don't want it any other color. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it that color. (laughs) It's also used for flowers, among other things. The anus piece? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. A new seal, please. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like it's got you can put the flower? And it gets the- you know, and kids are following the directions and it's just a little circular pink piece. Could not be more upset about the color. <laughs> what? Because I'm seeing a brown bear. I don't want it that color. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying like imagine a brown bear or a it's black a bear. Pink. Yeah. Yeah. That seems pretty. Offensive. By the way, have you ever seen a polar bear's Anuncio? No. Just tattered from years. Tattered? Just stained. Haven't you watched Planet Earth? Oh, the best. That was another Donna and Steve slow jam. It was. I'm disappointed in myself, and I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I shouldn't have used the word tattered. Yeah, no. I did listen to two other clips, and that was by far the better of the three. (laughs) It's always the same thing. I know. You know. We had a one week break where we didn't talk about body body parts, parts. (laughs) fluids. Well, listen, we are people. You know, we're and we're, we're disgusting. Remember, Donna says everybody's disgusting. We are. We're all disgusting. 
I was telling this to, um, I was talking to Alexis and Dawn the other day, and we were just talking about, like, why do we have this thing, this drippy thing over our mouth? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like upside down. It should go the other way. And we've got, like, holes everywhere. You know, our yeah. face alone has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven holes. I'm just going to let you go. I'm just recording this no, for next week. Don't. I mean, think about aliens. Don't you think they would look at us and be like, ew? I don't know. I look at aliens and feel that way. Or at least our depiction of them. Are you looking at E.T.? Like, see, I wish I looked like that. I do like the growable neck. (laughs) I do mean that from a practical standpoint. Like like an accordion kind of neck. Yeah. You think you got the wrong seats at a theater? Not so fast. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> you remember when E.T. Oh, gets drunk? Yes, it's adorable. He, it, he bumps into a wall. <laughs> then they hide him amongst stuffed animals. Amazing that that movie hasn't been rebooted. It's so good the way it is. Did you think that was a scary movie? I saw it first when I was five. And, and I did. And it was did. just there were just spooky scenes to it. What year did that come out? I think 85. 80? Oh, 85. I think so. Really? Well, um, I don't know if what I'm telling you is true or not. Oh, okay. Stand by. 82. Okay. Oh, I was negative one. Split the difference. Okay, so 82. Uh, let me think, how old was I? I was in high school, so I loved it. Never, oh, really? Never saw it as scary. <sighs> yeah. Um, I was like 16 years old, so. What yeah. a... Yeah, what a movie. It's been a while since I've seen Let's, that movie. I should watch that with my kids. You should make sure that maybe Dev doesn't watch it. Oh, no. Dev, you can watch anything with Dev right now. You really? can watch Dateline with Dev. What? He doesn't know. You know, it's not like he has a connotation of like what what murder is. How old is he? He's I, he's two. He's kind of getting there. He's He's starting to, like, he's seeing monsters and, you know... Stuff. So I guess yeah, you're probably you're probably right. But like, for instance, we could watch a show this afternoon that has f bombs in it and not worry. Okay. But if Lila or Gray or Addie were there, we'd have to turn it off, Got you know, because they understand it. But yeah, I guess maybe he could get a little like scared. subconsciously scared. You know, it could cause nightmares. Yeah, my brother screwed this up with his son. My brother Scooty, Scooty. He, his son likes staying up late to watch movies, and I guess there's been like a time or two when he's like woken up in the middle of the night and then, like, then goes to get and wa- like watch a TV show if he's not feeling good or something, and just thinks it's so fun. So Scooty had the great parenting idea. Let's all think about parenting fails if we've had them. Of I'm going to show him Jurassic Park. He loves dinosaurs, and I'm going to go and I'm going to wake him up in the middle of the night. It'll be like one o'clock in the morning. Hey, hey, buddy, do you want to go watch a dinosaur movie with daddy? Yes, yes, let's do it. Boom, he gets to do it. They go out. He was terrified by Jurassic Park. You forget. That's a pretty intense movie. There are some scary things. So Scooty's big, this is going to be a cozy father, son, middle of the night idea, blew up in his face. How old was he, Steve? Uh, My nephew at the time would have been probably six. Oh, yeah, too soon. Yeah. You know, 
People die. Well, and like Jaws, that movie Mm -hmm. has ruined me for my entire life. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, oh, I spent two years being afraid of the ocean. No, I am terrified. And when you hear... How iconic, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, it sounded better in my head. I thought that that reminded <laughs> me of uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah dun, you're right. Dun, 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 you're dun, right. Dun. And they both have dun duns in them. Yeah, they're oh, up. they're dun duns. Uh, oh, hey, you want to hear this sound real quick? Um, ben Affleck was doing this interview with Wired magazine. Okay. It's kind of a cool interview concept too, where he's sitting down, someone's interviewing him, and they have go- it's a Google Trend interview. So you know when you uh, you go to Google and then you type in Ben Affleck, it auto fills things like yeah, sure. What is so they take the top five things that Google auto fills when you put in his name. And then they ask him the questions. And one of the questions is, does Ben Affleck own Affleck oh, insurance? Funny. And so here's Ben Affleck talking about that. Does Ben Affleck own Affleck what? insurance? This oh, I, oh. is my cross to bear. Imagine this. <laughs> I really don't want imagine to. It took me a second. And insurance now comes. Imagine yeah. you have a very unusual kind of a slightly unappealing sounding name. <laughs> now imagine that somehow there's a huge insurance company that also has that name. Now imagine that insurance company has a, a bottomless budget to buy television commercials. And now imagine <clears throat> that their creative choice is to hire a duck to shriek your last name in as loud and obnoxious a way as humanly possible for the duration of the television commercial. And then imagine what it's like when you're on an airplane and the hammered lady behind you no, recognizes you and thinks she's going to do her best Gilbert Gottfried for six hours on the way to New York. Thank you, Aflac. I don't own it, but I deserve it. I would like a discount. Does Donna, you've got thoughts, and I bet you have the same thoughts that I have. You go first. He sounds drunk. He sounds a little slurry mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Just a little, like, loose. How'd you know that that's what I was thinking? I don't know. When you're best friends with somebody, and you have been for four full years, yeah. you just start to, yeah, yeah it just sounds... sounds a little slurry. But isn't he dry? Who knows? I don't know. Does but anyone yeah, so... know anything, really, about but, anybody? But, you know, could that also be just sort of like, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Has he ever done substances? Was drugs ever a part of his thing? No or was it alcohol? I don't know. Because remember with Chandler Bing, with Matthew Perry? Yes. The Friends reunion, there was a lot of, you know, just sort of slurring situation. There were parts of it that just sounded a little, yeah. Who is, who? Slurry. Who is he talking to in that clip? I don't know. Someone Somebody from, from Wired. Wired. Okay. Uh, the woman's name is Lily Rabe. Yes. Oh, she's an actress. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, she's she? an actress. Yeah. Lily Rabe. Oh, she's in the tender bar, Donna. Yep. Congratulations oh. okay. to Lily Rabe. Yeah, she's great. She's a good actress. Okay, well, great. I'll link up to the whole like interview. It's like actors on actors or yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll throw the whole thing up there. It's a, uh, oh, sweet Lord in heaven. It's an 11-minute thing, so if you want to watch it. Okay, thanks, Steve. What up, Burr? All right, uh, final stretch coming up. Oh, dang. Um, let's see. What do we have? Uh, I have a teeny thing about a band, a group, a duo that was really hot, recently performed at the State Fair, 
and put out a very funny video oh. that we cannot let you listen to. Oh, no. About their comeback. But I thought it was a pretty funny video. Uh, cool. So we'll tell you who we're talking about, who is returning to the music world when we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Good morning. The final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience and My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. DJ Rock Lobster's here. Clomp, clomp. <laughs> in Korean. <laughs> Thanks, Rocco. Thank you. How do you say it again in Korean? Uh, clomp, clomp. Oh. See, as we hear BTS coming back, I, I've tried to look this up, and if anybody knows a hack, please email us or tweet us, whatever. I want to find out how could I learn the lyrics to a K-pop song, but I don't want to look at them in Korean characters, because obviously I don't understand that, but I'm just looking for the Korean phonetic, essentially. You know what I'm saying? So then yeah. I could be in my car with my daughter, turn on my universe with BTS and Coldplay, and then it gets to the Korean part, and Dad goes full K-pop. I love it, Steve. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, see, now there's something fun to aspire to. Learning a K-pop verse? Yeah. See, now that's why you're not a good goal setter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to keep my expectations low and nice my goals. Yep. Uh, you know. You know, Lou attainable. hates goals, too. I've told you this. Lou is very anti-goal. It just seems very try-hard. Whereas, uh, whereas <laughs> we, the goal-setters, would say it's intentional. You're future-casting. You're saying, I'm not going to accidentally stumble into the future that I want. I need to be intentional about what it is that I want and I then take the steps to get it. I understand. It's just not me. What if you like where you are? There's no way. What if, <laughs> <laughs> what if you're just like, you know, this, life is good. I, you know, I'm yeah, that's, content. I'm that, happy. Boy, and you know what, Donna? I will give you credit there. Contentment is one of life's true keys, right? Learning to love what you have. Yes. Yes. So, see, we're, we're kind of coming at the same thing, but from different angles. Kind of, but like maybe like it doesn't work that way in the world of money. You can't just be content with the money. You can be content with the money you have, but if you ever want to retire, contentment isn't going to take you to retirement. You have to take the steps necessary sure. to make sure that you have X amount of dollars when it all ends. And if you want to go on a vacation with the kids next year, they don't plan themselves. You've got to save the money. Sure. You've got to have a plan, be specific. I understand. And get after it. I wish I had so much money that I could just travel anytime, anywhere, all the time. I think that's my that's my biggest desire. And when people say money can't buy happiness, they're right. But it can really alleviate a bunch of the stressors and the things that inhibit experiences. Okay. So when you're talking about goals, you're talking about money. No, no, no. No, I want the experiences. But we live in a world where for us they to fly money. somewhere, they cost money. Okay. You seem to be doing okay. Donna! What? I'm next to three hampers. <laughs> I am broadcasting in the hamper studio. Are they, are they like white and then I'll show you. No one and... can see this, but I'll show you. All right. I will it's describe little, what I'm seeing. It's tough to navigate this uh, camera. Such a... And then maybe we'll get to our story about it, the chain smokers. They're right? coming back! Oh, I'm excited. Yay. They're good. They're really good. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Those are really full hampers. They are so full. Wow. Three full hampers. Okay, I bet it's nice and cozy in there, though. Um, 
Yeah, it is. It's kind of tucked away in nice. I would. I'm thinking of trying to move move to a different room in the house that is actually an office. Converting a guest bedroom to an actual functioning office slash studio space. Think about it, Donna. You could have some ring lights there. Sure. You can do video conferences there. But then you've got to move your, like, your Wi-Fi thing, tower, and all that. Yeah, but that's just, that's one hour of work to have all the benefit. (laughs) You're my best friend. The Chainsmokers put out a really funny video. Um, we can't, I, I'm not even going to link up to it because there's a bunch of bombs in it and there's some bad language, blah, blah, blah. But if you search it, you'll find it today. Chain smokers. They have the satirical video essentially about where have they been? And then they, they essentially said that they hired these two guys to just be them, to act like they were them because the chain smokers got tired of being the chain smokers. And they said, plus you can do that because nobody knows what the chain smokers look like. You could be one of the chain smokers and walk into a Walmart right now and you would probably be undisturbed. I know what one of the guys looks like. Oh, tell he's me kind of He's kind of a bigger guy. Wow. Um, he's the only one I know what it looks like because there's two of them, right? Two of them, yeah. Um, one's a DJ and the other one sings. I know what the bearded guy looks like. I couldn't tell you what the other guy looks like. The, the the satirical video is funny because it's essentially the chain smokers uh, hiring these two actors to be them so that they don't have to be them. And it's these guys who are just partying and making fun of themselves and making fun of the chain smokers and all the work that goes into being a chain smoker. It's quite it's quite funny. Okay. Um, but the, the news of it is the message that the chain smokers are getting out is they're coming back. They're going to be making new music. They don't put a date on the end of the video. It just says the Chainsmokers are back. They were at the State Fair this summer. I didn't even know that. I did because I was there doing Twin Cities Live, and right before they were doing a sound check. Oh, my word. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, loud. Loud. What? With the Thunder bass. Do we need it that loud? Okay, Dad. Um, <laughs> hey, Rocco. Hey, what's up? Do we have time to talk about your um, watching sure. of a documentary? Do you guys, do you guys find uh, Super Dave Osborne funny? Does that if I sure. said that to you? Is he yeah. still with us? No, yeah, uh, he's the same so man sad. who also played Marty Funkhauser on mm-hmm. Curb. Curb. Yep. Yep. Uh, Bob Einstein, who is the brother of Albert Brooks. Anyways, there's a documentary on him on HBO Max, and. Oh. Um, it's funny, I, I was just looking for something sort of, you know, to watch last night, and my wife was laying on the couch with the dog. We both watched it. She laughed out loud a ton. She wasn't even a big Super Dave Osborne fan. What's it called? It's called, like, The Life of Super Bob Epstein or something like that on HBO Max. Uh, I'll give it a thumbs up. Really? It's How long is it? He, about an hour and a half, probably. He started out as a writer... Um, on uh, like the Smothers Brothers show, he partnered with Steve Martin. Mm. And so uh, they bring in all these famous people to talk about him. Jerry Seinfeld, Steve Martin, Tommy Smothers, uh, okay. Jeff Garland, Larry David. I always thought he was younger than he actually is. Yeah, he passed a few years ago from cancer. But yes, if you found mm. Super Dave Osborne funny, if you found Marty Funkhauser funny, yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's really interesting how on Curb Your Enthusiasm, some people play themselves and other people play characters. Right. So you you just never know. It's like, okay, so here's uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus playing Julia Louis-Dreyfus. 
Mm-hmm. And then you've got, oh, who's the comedian? He's a super downer. Richard Lewis. Oh, right. Plays yes. himself. Yes. yes. <laughs> but then other people are just, it's like, okay, all right, we're living in this weird world here. Yeah. What's real, what's not? You I'll tell you what's real. Uh, the clock. And it's 11.55. Time for us to pack our bags and get up out of here. Kalina Bradley come in next. Happy weekend to everybody. Yes, have a good one. Be careful out there. Thank you ahead of time for cheering for my Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend, guys. I'll cheer for them, Steve. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Bye, everybody.